Welcome to Lead to Succeed. This is the podcast to hear from the leaders of today in various fields from entrepreneurs to corporate directors. We hear their stories, lessons learned and challenges faced, as well as insights and advice to become a successful and an inspiring leader. The podcast is presented by us, Callum and Rebecca Jenkins, as we both believe that we all have the potential to be outstanding leaders if that's what we choose. So welcome everyone to our Lead to Succeed podcast and today we have Rebecca Galley who's the MD of Hydroscand in the UK. So we're very excited to have Rebecca on our podcast. I'm sure she's going to give us plenty of insights into leadership, practical advice and tips as always. So a big welcome to you Rebecca. Thank you very much for giving your time this morning to give us some insights into leadership. Thank you for inviting me. And would you like to kick off with some kind of an introduction to you and your business? Yes, of course. I'm uh, Rebecca Galley, Managing Director of Hydroscand in the UK. Hydroscand um, is an international company and we have uh, businesses in 20 countries and I'm here leading the UK division. Uh, I've been doing this for just over 12 months and prior to working with Hydroscand, I was National Operations Director for Cromwell Tools, uh, where I led some significant change programmes uh, and, and sort of led big teams uh, and prior to that I was with SIG who are a building materials distributor uh, and I worked with them for about 15 years in lots of different roles uh, one of which was general manager um, of a fixings business and we'll perhaps talk about that so I've got quite a wide uh, range of experience but all of it in business to business and quite industrial settings. Thanks for the Sarah great, great to have you on um, so I was going to kick things off obviously you've had like a couple of different roles as you just mentioned probably most people say they're kind of like more sort of like leadership roles. Um, From your experience in those different roles, what would you say sort of leadership kind of in a nutshell means to you? Uh, Leadership for me is a bit more abstract than management. So I think, you know, when people talk about managers, that's kind of a a job that you have. um, And it's, in my view, um, quite task orientated and you have to get a thing done and you have to allocate resource. Leadership's a bit more abstract. It's more about the sort of traits of the person and, and achieving results really through the team and inspiring others and motivating others, um, you know, and, and supporting other people. So I think it's a bit more about the people than about the task, albeit that, you know, as a leader, you very much still do have an objective and a thing that you are trying to achieve. So f- for me, that's sort of what it means. Sure. Okay. Thanks for that. So if we're saying like one of the main things then is, you know, like supporting someone's helping to inspire them and um, get results through the team, that kind of thing. What would you say would be like perhaps three main qualities that someone who's in a leadership position should perhaps have? Yeah, I think that there's lots of traits of a leader, isn't there? And I, d- I don't know if it's qualities or learned behaviours, really. But Definitely, for me, yeah, yeah I, I see myself, um, you know, as, yes, I am the leader, but I'm also very much a part of the team. And I have a job to do within the team. And I see my role within the team as, you know, and my, my job, and I, I said this to someone recently, it's my job to get the best from everybody, um, so work with everyone on an individual level. Uh, but I suppose, you know, again, there's lots of focus on this, isn't there, with virtual leadership. I think the sort of key traits for being a leader are that you have to be a good communicator. You have to be willing to be unpopular, which is probably a theme that's going to be part of this discussion. <laughs> um, 
you know, and you have to be, um, you have to be really understand your team. You have to understand your team, but not because it's something you have to do. You have to be able to do that. And it's really part of the role I, I, I've found in my experience. Sure. Um, as it's interesting you said about, you know, sometimes <clears throat> being willing to be unpopular or make a tough decision. Um, does anything kind of come to your mind from your previous career where you've had to make a bit of a tough call or a decision oh, that was perhaps... Yeah, lot, lots of times, lots of times. Um, you know, when I when I worked at Cromwell, I was involved with some some significant change programs. Um, and, and a lot of the time, you know, the the changes I were making were not necessarily what other people would have wanted to happen. Um, so to help, you know, help everybody through that process and be the person, be the focal point, if you like, um, for people to say how they feel and, and work through their own change experience um yeah that there's been a few times in in that sense I mean I can think of a particular time prior to that which not long after I joined Cromwell um where there was a big change for um the warehouse management system so this wasn't something I had executed but I was in the role of operations director um and I found myself uh my, my uh, boss was on holiday um, as these things go <laughs> so I found myself sitting on my own uh, in an office in Leicester and thinking okay everybody is looking at me now to do something so I'm going to have to do something <laughs> so then to think quickly through okay what are the things I could do how will that help everybody you know I then had to go and speak to the chief executive who I didn't know very well about how this was going and quickly set up um, online meetings conference calls for people to 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 get their views across um, and then you know I went around the the, the branches and and I, I was again this wasn't something I'd executed but putting myself in that unpopular position and representing both sides of the uh, of the situation I found myself yeah being distinctly unpopular <laughs> so I think that's a, a good example perhaps someone else who might be in like a similar position at the moment perhaps some of our listeners who are listening to this may they might be facing like a tough decision mm. do you have any sort of like advice in general of how they could kind of handle that mm. and and come out with a you know a favorable outcome yeah, I think there's quite a few pieces of practical advice. I mean, I mean, on a very practical level, you should always think through your options logically, you know, literally write them down. What are my options? What are the pros and cons of all of them? What are the consequences? And then you, you're in a better place to pick the best one. But prior to that, I think it's really important that you going back to understanding your team you think about the impact of of the decision on on the different people that are going to be involved and talk to them talk to them about those impacts directly so it'd be a different conversations for different people because you've thought through how the different people might be affected by the thing and again when you, you you know we have to make as a leader Rebecca you mentioned earlier you know you have to make difficult decisions sometimes um, and it's about making sure that the decision you're making is the right thing for the business in a wider sense and when you've got that in your mind you know that what you're doing is know for the for the better of the wider team in the longer term you have to keep revisiting that because there will be times where you think you know this is awful or it's, these people are upset but you have to keep coming back to why you're doing the thing in the first place but treat people respectfully and talk to them individually knowing how it is going to impact them i think that's the thing isn't it uh, rebecca like some of our other guests have said similar things you know as you mentioned as well, like really getting to understand the team, being open and honest with them, being transparent and all that sort of thing. Yep. 
And I think generally, if you are like that, then you, is it fair to say you generally get better buying and your employees or your team kind of tend to understand things? They're more accepting of it, perhaps? Yeah, I think on the whole, I mean, sometimes there are people who will just not agree and that's fine too. That's totally fine. You know, everyone is completely entitled to their own opinion. But yeah, by by being respectful, fair, open, honest, as much as you can, of course, then I, yeah, I have found you do get more support. Sure, that makes sense. So one last thing I was to ask you, Rebecca, um, obviously, as you mentioned, I had like quite a few different sort of leadership roles. Mm. What was, when would you say was the first time you perhaps um, stepped into like a leadership position or a a particular situation where you felt like challenged as a leader and perhaps, you know, kind of what did you learn from being in that situation? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this since I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, And I've been a manager since I was 21. Um, But I'm not sure that I realized I was a leader until actually quite recently. Although when I look back, I think I probably was. I just didn't think about it at the time in that frame. Um, So, you know, I think back to when I was a telesales supervisor and I was working with like the the, uh, people at head office to put in training programs and helping support people individually. I think I probably was being a leader, but at the time so young, I didn't think about it that way. I think that the the sort of light bulb only really came on, I would say, in the last in the last five years, probably, um, as I've been working with bigger teams, broader teams, people with different skill sets where I've really thought, yeah, OK, this is this is what leadership is about. And obviously, I've read a lot about it over the years, but but yeah, only recently have I considered myself in that way. Okay. So- One of the things that you've mentioned um, just a little bit earlier on, Rebecca, and I'd love to dive into a little bit more detail, is getting to know your team. Mm -hmm. I think this is crucial for leaders, but how how have you found the best way to get to know your team? Do you have any particular techniques or approaches that you use? I'm not sure that um, I've thought, again, I just talk to people. So to get to know the team, I would just literally spend time with them, watch them doing their work, make time to have conversations. You know, I always try when I join a business, particularly in a, in a management or leadership role, to spend time with every person. So I did this when I became general manager of the, the business in Leeds a few years ago. And again, when I joined Hydroscan, is literally speak to every single individual person, you know, and speak to them about things that they're interested in so yeah ask you know I want to know how they're finding their work and I want to know what issues they have in terms of health and safety and equipment and you know serving our customers I want to know all of those things but I also want to know you know who who are who is this person whereabouts do you live do you have a family what are your interests and and that it's as straightforward as that really and by doing that and and you do get a really good picture of of the whole team and then for the people who work directly with me so again I'm not into hierarchy but for my direct reports for the sake of the discussion um, I would spend more time with you know have regular one-to-ones make time for a, a, a formal review at least once a year if not more often but at least once you have a formal review with everybody and then you can really get to know what people are looking forward to whether people are ambitious whether people are happy as they are you know whether people have other issues and the more you the more you do that the more people will talk and the more you do get to know people I think but you know just being involved really it, it's quite 
simple in my mind my mind you do, you do make it sound really simple but i, don't, I think um when I've experienced leaders who don't do that, who don't take that time, and I agree with you that it's such an important aspect of being a leader, having those one-to-ones where people can share their concerns, frustrations, ambitions, and all those sorts of things, mm. as well as knowing about them as individuals. And, and where do you think emotional intelligence, what role do you think that plays in leadership, Rebecca? I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but how important do you think it is? it's very important you know I I do think it's very important and I I take my responsibility as a leader very seriously so again you know I think you're going to ask me about you know tips for people who want to become a leader one of the things you have to think about is the responsibilities I think some people look at it and think oh you know it's it's exciting it's well rewarded but actually there's a huge responsibility that goes with it not least to deliver your objectives but more importantly to look after your team Uh, you know and I mean obviously we have a responsibility to keep people safe but look after people in the sense of make sure everyone's happy to come to work um so I think emotional intelligence is very important um and again I don't necessarily think about it day to day um, it's just something that you do as a leader. But yes, it is important to be empathetic, to think, you know, this person's presenting a problem. Is what they're presenting all of the problem? You know, are there perhaps other reasons to think about, as I mentioned earlier, if you're going to make a change, think about how that's going to impact people. If you're thinking about, you know, widening the team, reflect on are there people already in the team who've already re- expressed you know a desire to to grow because again you know you can it's very easy to upset people when you're a leader of course every single decision you make potentially you're going to offend somebody you might please some and offend others um so yeah it's very important rebecca i think and is is that what you meant when you said earlier about you're not always going to be popular as a leader and it's important to accept that you're not you're not there to please everybody Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one of the key points about, you know, stepping up from a career point of view is that, you know, you can't be friends with everybody. And I've I've seen that other people make that mistake where they've stepped into a management or leadership role, but wanted to be friends with everybody and you, you can't be, but you can be, you know, a decent, respectful person. You can have a good rapport, you can have a good relationship, but you still have to be really mindful of your position and your responsibility, coming back to that. I read um, a a book recently talking about it's not a good idea to have your friends working with you. I think really because of the point that you've just made, where it was interesting, we recently had a guest um, on our podcast who had a senior director who they'd been friends with for a very long time and felt that they'd managed managed that um, leader stroke subordinate position really well as friends be interesting to get your take on that I, I think that would actually be quite challenging personally but what's your view yeah my view is that when you have your friends working with you it can be very difficult for the, the, everyone to maintain a professional role however you know that said you do find family businesses uh, and some of them are very successful, although some of them also have very difficult internal politics. <laughs> and, and I've seen, you know, we have we have people who work uh, in Hydroscans UK. There's a father son 
uh, team and they, and they get on great and they make it work. And, you know, one of them is the manager and the other one isn't. And it's very clear and, and there's never any issues. The, the other side of it, of course, is that when you get thrown into a big team of people uh, and you're, you know, a leader and you work with everyone, you spend a lot of time together. Actually, sometimes you become, you do become friends with people. You do. But I suppose when it started that way round, everyone is clear about where the lines are. Um, and you weren't you weren't a friend before so I don't know I guess some people can make it work but again I've seen it where it just doesn't work and the, the manager who's trying to manage their friend just doesn't have just just can't do it because it's their friend and they can't separate the business from the personal you, you've you've had a you've got an MBA Rebecca which mm. um you got it can remind me you've got it Warwick Warwick, Warwick Business Warwick School yeah. How's oh fantastic how um, important do you think that's been in your in your role in in your career? Yeah, hugely important. I've I've been involved with uh, you know personal development from from the beginning, and I sort of happened upon it by accident when I was uh, I mentioned earlier telesales supervisor. I was having a a difficult time um, working out what to do and how to how to organise a big group of telesales people. Bearing in mind I was very young, um, and a really great training manager really great guy John Hornby sadly very sadly no longer with us but he he sort of guided me coached me mentored me if you like and we put a training plan together um and you know it worked really well we upskilled ourselves collectively as a team um and and similarly you know done a couple more of those with the team at Cromwell a, a great L&D guy Ian Shreve we put a, a, a program together for the directors there so we could all learn how to lead and get ourselves out of the weeds, uh, if you forgive the cliche. Um, but yeah, in terms of the MBA, it's been massively important to me. Uh, and I've talked about this a little bit recently. Um, I never went to university after leaving school. I left school, I got a job straight away because I, at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do and I felt that experience would stand me in better stead. Um, and then in my late twenties, seeing all the directors around me having MBAs thinking this was the only way I was going to progress in my career um, I was really fortunate that the team at SIG sponsored me to do the MBA and I learned so much about obviously you know the core the core course so I learned about all the facets of business that I didn't know before um, but also got great experience working with business leaders from across the world and leading projects at warp speed with people I didn't know so it was a huge benefit for my for my own confidence more than you know more than all the rest of it really and it's something would you recommend that um, to listeners that sort of ongoing training and development is an essential part of progressing as a leader yes absolutely I mean one of the key things that you you have to do in my opinion one of the key things you have to do is reflect appraise yourself you know sometimes you think do you know what I could have done that better actually <laughs> um, or this didn't go how I wanted it to go why was that you know and taking time to reflect and nobody knows everything and there's new theories and there's new methods coming emerging all the time new technology as well you know so so I think you have to make time to keep yeah growing as a person and reflecting on on your own uh, leadership skills. If we were to sort of summarise, uh, Rebecca, in terms of what you think makes a good leader, I mean, you talked about the traits earlier on, but if you take the time just to reflect for a moment on your 
career and your success as a leader, what would be your top three kind of pieces of practical advice that you that our listeners could actually say, oh, I could implement that, I, I could do that. I'm sure we've touched on some of them in terms of learning and reflection, but would they be in your top top three or would, they, would it be something else? So the top three pieces of advice for people who would like to be leaders, is that, is that what I'm yeah, answering? Yeah, who would like to be leaders, um, yes. Yeah, so you have to be, you have to be willing to communicate. So you have to be, willing, able, skilled to have lots of different conversations with lots of different people about lots of different things, you know, that they say, don't they, you've got to make the call that no one else wants to make. And whether that's in terms of a decision or in terms of literally a call to somebody to have a conversation, that that is absolutely true, in my opinion, you know, and we've already said you've got to be willing to be unpopular. Um, but equally, you know, I would highly recommend making time for self-reflection and building a good network of people that you trust to tell you straight you know and and I've been really fortunate that I have got that you know I've got a great just a small number of people who I can go to who will tell me straight you know the good the bad and the ugly about it <laughs> and that's really really important because if everyone tells you you're great all the time you're never going to learn anything um so i would say have a good network be a good communicator even if you're not naturally a good communicator those are the things you have to learn i think um and don't try to know everything you know so i learned a great deal when i was managing cross-functional project teams you know so i mentioned earlier i have a role in a team but so does everybody else. And when we were leading those, when we were working on those projects, they were experts. So there was an expert in real estate, expert in finance, expert in IT, and so on. And I didn't for a second know more than them about those things. So as the leader, it was my job to get the best out of the team. And that meant relying on those people, trusting those people to be the experts you know and for me it was about you know leading coordinating supporting guiding driving and that was my job but it wasn't my job to know what the best telephony solution was for example so you don't know everything <laughs> you have to be able to communicate um you have to be willing to be uncomfortable um and you should take time to reflect it's not three but i hope it's practical advice <laughs> very practical thank you I think the particularly the point about it, it has to be uncomfortable you know you have to push yourself beyond your comfort zone yep um, and I, I've throughout my career got to <laughs> I don't know if I'm a glutton for punishment Rebecca but I, I've got to a point of comfortable and whenever I get to a point of comfortable I think okay I need a new challenge <laughs> so I, can, I, I, I relate to that Rebecca I always think <laughs> why do I always take the difficult option and I yep. sometimes think <laughs> Why do I put myself through the difficult? <laughs> it's just the way it is. And um, I've learned through some really hard lessons that that is the way to grow, um, even though it hasn't felt like it at the time. It's, it's felt no, and, that, and that's absolutely true. When you're in those moments, you know, when you're against the wall or on your own and everyone is looking at you for an answer, those moments are not easy. They're not, not for anyone. Um, but yeah, as you come through, you come out of it and it's a great way, it is a great way to learn. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like saying, I'm the MD, get me out of here, because <laughs> I didn't actually have the answers. And then, as you so rightly say, you don't have to have them. And again, that's another learning for me. I always thought I had to have all the answers, but you don't. That's what your team are there for. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I've seen so many people, well, not so many, but I've seen some people in senior roles try to have all the answers, but it'd be much more credible just to say, I don't know. I'm going to find that. I'm going to find out. I'm going to work with someone who does know. Quick question what you said, Rebecca, about like having a, having a network around you for sort of self-reflection mm. and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, let's say for people that might be slightly younger, they're perhaps they're just sort of starting getting, they're just starting to work and that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure perhaps on your sort of network have perhaps come from your work and that sort of stuff. Have you had yeah. any um, people who have helped you along your journey that haven't come from work? And would you have any advice on perhaps younger people, how they could find other sort of valuable people to bring into their network? Does that, does that sort of make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, I, I've always uh, talked to, uh, I mean, I have a very supportive partner and I have, uh, I've always talked to my dad as well, you know, to be honest, he, he's not from the business world, but he's a, a teacher and obviously knows a lot about people. Uh, and sometimes it's good to bounce off somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about, because they can drill down into the more sort of human issues about it. Um, a lot of my own network has come through work, uh, but there are lots of other uh lots of other ways to connect with people you know whether that's in um a bit difficult with coronavirus but there's a lot of groups and i'm actually now a mentor for a young person through another organization so again nothing to do with work so there are there are ways to connect with mentors um, and i'm sure in education there's probably a lot of ways to to make those connections as well you know if you've just left university i know there's a lot of schemes in a lot of universities where the older students or the postgrads will mentor the the undergraduates so there are lots of ways you can connect sure makes sense thank you as we draw this to a close rebecca would we'd like to give you an opportunity to perhaps share something that you're doing in the business that you would like listeners to hear about or some new initiative is there anything that you'd like to like to share i mean in terms of hydroscand um we are uh working on our plans to grow in the UK. As I mentioned, it's a very successful international business. And a lot of our, our plans involve just getting our name out in the market because Hydroscand is a great business, very well known in Scandinavia and, and Eastern Europe, but not so well known in the UK. So a lot of my uh, immediate plans relate to sort of marketing and, and sales activity. Um, but yeah, I'm pleased, really pleased that today we have um, an apprentice joining the team uh, and that some of our internal team are taking on new roles. So that, that's the sort of immediate news. And I'm always delighted when, when people can do that. As I mentioned earlier, you know, what one of the things I'm most proud of as a leader actually is not my own achievements on the CV per se, but it's being able to help other people grow and succeed in their own careers you know and I can think of uh, I wrote a few down you know I could think of a good number of people where that's been the case and when I look back that's what I'm really pleased about. I, I, I love that Rebecca it's kind of supporting others isn't it to flourish and reach their fullest potential. Yeah and um, I, you know when I've left a role that someone who's been working with me steps up into the into the space I'm really really proud that that, that has been the case a number of times. Uh, I think that's an important part of being a leader, isn't it? Helping to help others to achieve, to achieve more. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, and again, that's how I see it. That's how I see my responsibility as a leader is to, you know, look after, support and guide everybody, but also help them to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. It's been really fantastic to get your insights, Rebecca. We've really appreciated it. Um, good, good viewpoints mm. and... Very insightful. Thank you. So thank you very much indeed for that and for giving up your time, particularly as we 
we have new challenges to deal with, with lockdown, et cetera, which are going to be impacting so many businesses. And, you know, very insightful. I'm going to help a lot of our leaders with some very practical advice that you've shared with us. So thank you very much yeah. for that. Pretty thank much you. exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much.